Hey everybody, it's Stoney with the Daddy Diaries. And April, his lovely wife. Yeah, she aggravated me right before we got started, so I had to stop and regroup. He has grumpy pants today. No. Yeah. No, I'm actually in a pretty good mood. You Weird. Can... <laughs> so... Everybody seemed to enjoy our last episode, which uh, was about co-parenting with a toxic parent. I said we said non-custodial parent in the in the title, and I went in and changed it on the post itself because I understand that even though it's non-custodial parent in our situation, that it may not always be the non-custodial parent in all situations. It it takes two biological parents, and uh, either one of them can yeah, be that's true. can I be toxic. Wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, I didn't really either until people started commenting on it, and and then I started thinking, you know, people that you know, I know there's situations where the custodial parent isn't being fair to the non-custodial parent. So I just wanted to clear that up. That uh, I did make the change in the post because. Some of you made comments, and, and that makes tons of sense to me. So, um, but that had a really good response. And, you know, the people uh, we found like to hear about things that are personal to them. And, and, um, and that's something that's obviously very personal to a lot of you. So it's, it's had actually in just a matter of a couple of days, more listeners than um, most of our other podcasts. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. And you might say a tad controversial, but we're not really going to attack it from a controversial standpoint. We're going to um, look at it from how we always look at things, and that is from the funny standpoint. Now, some of you may listen, and and some of the things we may say, you may take personally, but don't, don't take it personally. We're just talking about things that... Yeah, we're really more... I mean, it actually is labeled... Um, I mean, this... Controversial parenting topics. This website that April found... Uh, is 17 of the most controversial parenting topics ever. So in the last six and a half years, I have found that almost anything can be controversial if someone chooses to make them controversial. Um, I've said things that I didn't mean to be controversial that, uh, you know, turned out <laughs> that someone found them that way, but that's not really how I meant them. And then I've also said things that I absolutely meant to be controversial and that can either be really entertaining or really aggravating. It just kind of depends on the topic. So we just decided to take the bull by the horns today. Yeah, yeah but not like, this is like just being our, our side of humor on these topics. Yeah, it's just our, our point of view. It doesn't matter if uh, you agree or disagree. You know, I, I think that's one thing that so many people get hung up on is agreeing anymore. Why can't we disagree? It's okay. Um, and better yet, like even with disagreeing, 
Um, okay, disagree, but that doesn't make the other person wrong. No, it's just a just, personal, is, personal preference. Like my favorite meme is just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. That's a good one. And I, I tend to uh, offend occasionally. I'm guilty of that. I would say that most of the time it's not intentional. No, right? no, that's what I mean. You know, sometimes I say things and I'm very opinionated. So when I have an opinion that's about something, you know, I believe in it pretty strongly. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it, it, we're all raising kids and we're all hoping that they grow up to be uh, functional adults that, you know, don't turn out to be murderers or um, bad people. Yeah, we just want to be good folks. So everybody has their own parenting style, but we are going to talk about 17 things that if you bring them up on the internet, you're going to get attacked. You're going to get, <laughs> you're going to get, and I never, I never, I guess I was naive because I just thought, well, you know, I'm going to start this blog and I'm going to write about things and people are going to be like, oh yeah, that's great. And that has not been how it has always been. Um, I've garnered quite a bit of, of backlash, I guess, uh, from from some folks. And uh, but that, that's okay. I don't mind. April minds more than I mind when it comes to that. Which is why I don't have a personal page. When I get or someone that really gets mad at me. All that does, folks, is throw a little bit of gasoline on a fire. But um, he's able to do it in such a tactful way. I don't even know how he has it in his brain because yeah. I don't have that. Well, it's just a, it's just a talent, I guess. Yeah. But uh, so to be able to get through all seventeen of these in in an appropriate amount of time, I guess we ought to get started. So yeah, let's hear the number seventeen. So number seventeen is how to give birth. First of all, why through your vagina or your stomach, or at home or in a hospital, and like who who cares? Why are you to tell somebody else how they're supposed to have a baby? I don't know, but Jim Gaffigan has a really funny line in his stand-up act where he says, Oh, you're going to make so many people mad. We decided to have our babies at the hospital because we wanted to have live babies. And we're not comedians, so we'll probably get a lot of hate I'm, for that, but we thought it was did. funny. It uh, is a funny line. Come on, you guys know. See, and it, even people that had babies at home can understand maybe a little bit of if you um, have humor if you have a sense of humor as to why that's funny there are I, plenty of people that have had babies at home and done just fine yeah and it, their babies are just as healthy as mine yeah. and that's fine that's it's just a funny thing to say my favorite thing is just that you do you and all the other people will do them mainly i don't want afterbirth on my floor or, or in the, the bathtub mess, or to clean the mess up or, yeah. Well, maybe we should have got a, like one of those big blow-up pools, and you could have got in there with me. <laughs> I've seen those videos, and let me tell you, that ain't happening. That's just not for us. I'm not plopping around in that. But if I mean, you did it, and you liked it, and it worked for you, kudos to you. 
Yeah, we, we even have a friend that just actually told us that she had two babies at home and her babies are as healthy as they can be. And she chose to do that for a good reason. So and that was her reason and that's what matters. So who cares? But I chose to have my babies in the hospital with drugs intravenously in my <laughs> spine. <laughs> and lots of people don't agree with that. And that's perfectly fine. That was just for me and what I needed. She wanted to feel absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, that didn't really work out with Abby so much. I had it, but they knocked it way down, and I think I felt everything. So, so to you people that have births with no medication, high five. You guys are heroes. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I personally, if it, I mean, I'm not a woman, so I'm just giving a man's. I've been in a horrendous amount of pain before, and if the quicker they could have gotten those drugs in my veins, the better. Uh, I wanted some drugs. I didn't want to hurt. That's us. We don't want to be in pain. <laughs> so if you had babies at home, good for you. If you had babies in the back of a taxi. That's cool. That's a cool story. I mean, it's scary, I feel like, probably. but If you had a C-section for any number of reasons, that's fine. There's no, nothing controversial about that. I saw something the other day, a picture of a woman with a scar on her belly, and it said something like, if you have this scar, this just proves that you, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, that you're not a good mother or some some really? idiotic, yeah, some idiotic thing. And I, I thought, begged for a C-section. I mean, do it. just as long as the baby comes out alive and healthy, yeah. Then what difference does it make? Why is that controversial? It's just dumb. What's 16? Number 16, yelling and screaming at your kids. Okay, we could all probably say that it'd be really super cool to not do that, but we do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm we, not we, number one, we are a loud family. Yeah, we are. I mean, our, our normal talking voices come across as yelling to most people. April and I have always said that if people heard us talking just normally oh, to each other, they probably would think that we didn't like each other. Yeah. Um, you know, but that that's obviously not the case at all. But uh, we just have loud voices. We're emotional people. Yeah, and, everybody and our, in this house is pretty passionate about something and those collide at points and and it happens well, I, mean, I mean yelling and screaming is it, i mean if we're having fun we're yelling and screaming i don't think that's if, what that means that i means know but i'm just saying like as a general rule like we're just loud yeah you shouldn't and, like verbally abuse your children yeah, by yelling and screaming at them all the time i we're mean not. i am going to go ahead and put a foot down there yeah and i would say from you know because I like to understand things and psychology and how things affect. I'm sure there are, I'm not, I, I'm 100% sure there are times, you know, yelling and screaming shouldn't have happened, but it does. But if you've told, if you've told Emma for every day for three weeks to clean her room and you go in her room and it looks like a family of homeless people squat there, then it's okay, I think, to go, Emma! Get in here and clean your room. That's usually because I mean, she's like across the house. We've told you every day for three weeks to clean your room. We're not going to lie. There's we're, nothing wrong with that. That, I don't, that happens in our house. I mean, uh, it's not 
They know we love them. Don't they you know- think kids would be terrified if they never heard yelling and screaming, and then they got out into the real world, and like the first person that yelled at them, would they be just like, oh my God, what just happened? They would be so scared. Yeah, we're just preparing them for the real world. <laughs> we're preparing them for the future. <laughs> so if you yell at your kids a little bit, I'm, and again, we're not talking about verbal abuse. No. We're talking about raising your voice. Yeah. My voice is raised. That's a very vague. Yeah. That's a very Yelling vague and screaming at kids. Is, we would just be, if it's just that, we would be guilty of it. We're 1,000% guilty of it. But definitely not verbally abusing your children. No. If you do that, you're a horrible person. Because pro- most this. likely, after we yell and scream at them, they will most likely smile and laugh at us or make a joke. Yeah, that, they don't even take it serious. All right, here's one that's interesting and one that I admit drives me insane. I think it more just kind of makes me giggle like it drives me insane my first thought your baby is not 47 weeks old months months old months versus years i think of grown-ups immediately when they ask kevin james wife like oh how old is he and she's like he's 48 months or whatever chris rock's like he's full (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you know first of all like i can't like calculate that in my mind super fast so it'd be super cool if you just told me like three and a half years yeah don't make us do math yeah like i just don't want to do math uh i think it's acceptable up to two years of age because oh really because in my mind well I, i would say 18 months well because if they're like in my opinion you know if you say they're one and they're 18 months old, I think that that's, you know, I think there's a significant difference between an 18-month-old and a 12-month-old. And I, so I think, you know, if they're 20 months, like, she'll be two in March. Right, so I think up to a year and a half old, like, you know, because there's a big difference between a 12-month-old and an 18-month-old. So Once first, you start getting up into the 30s and 40s, or God forbid, even 50s or so, I have never heard that, but... I have heard him to the like he's forty two months old, and I just think out of all my clients he's and, a half. and daycare kids, moms, I, I honestly don't think I've ever heard a mom go over like say maybe twenty months. Like I've never verbally heard somebody do that. But if they did, I don't, I don't even know what I'd do. I just. I would be trying to add it in my head. That's what I would be doing. I'd be looking Next time somebody days. says something like that, I'm going to say, how many days is that? <laughs> oh, but how many days old is he? Is it, he's 1,145 days old? Okay. But if, once again, if that's how you want to do it, you do you. You're just you do have- you, but just know that I'm going to be annoyed if you tell me that well, Your probably kid is over 23 months old. You need to remember that I think the majority of Americans aren't like excellent at math. So when you tell <laughs> somebody that, what they're going to be doing immediately after that is trying to calculate how many years. I think that that's is. just you. I mean, it's just 12. No, it's not. 12, 24, 36, 48. I mean, it's. But they say like, you know. You can't count oh, in 12s. 39 months. What is oh. Three years and three months. Three years and three months. You gave me months for that? Like, that's what I, in my head, that's where I would So, I mean, yeah, that's a, I think that's a little bit. I mean, is that actually even really controversial? It's not controversial, but it is maybe, let's call it quirky, a tad annoying, I'll say. Quirky's better. 
Okay. So the next one, I have a strong opinion on. We both do. We do. No winning in competition. Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone gets to play. Now, I do agree that everyone should get to play when they're little. I think that people should get, you know, and a child should get an opportunity to get on the field and learn. Let me tell you where this would stem from, too, like personality-wise. Stoney and I are both competitive people. Like we have been since we were kids. We were in school with athletics and, you know, being a grown-up and work. And we're, we are very competitive people. So I can see where if you are not a competitive person, maybe you don't have that outlook on it. But I feel like for us, that outlook is if you always win, once again, this is like the yelling thing. You win all your life. You get to be an adult. You aren't going to win all the time as an adult. What's that going to be like? You're going to be like, what? I feel like I very rarely win as an adult. <laughs> what do you mean I didn't get that promotion? What do you mean I didn't get the job? Doesn't everybody here interviewing get the job? Like, yeah, I think it teaches them, you know, just to work hard. Just to expect, well, to, to let everyone win. I think that it teaches them that they don't have to work hard. That, oh, I'm going to get a trophy anyways. I do think... That when they are small, little. when they're little, it is exciting for them to get a trophy or to, you know, be able to say they played well. You know, we went to... I would say preschool age or like, you know, up but to I, five. But, but after that... You know, I think there comes a point when actual hard work and talent should pay dedication. off. Dedication. I was I was a good wrestler. I wrestled for 13 years. I wasn't as natural an athlete as some of the kids that I knew. My best friend that uh, was a two-time state champion in high school, uh, I wasn't as natural as he was. So I had to work really hard to be as good as I was. Well, and me too. I actually just had this conversation with Emma the other day, like, how her and I are so much alike, like nothing, you know, there isn't really anything that we've ever done that came easy. Anything, you know, that I have ever like achieved or been good at, semi good at even, I've had to work really, really hard. I mean, really hard. I'm not, I wasn't just athletically, you know, some of these kids come out and they're just, they're like that from the beginning. We have friends that have kids and yeah, they're they just like athletes. When they were five or six years old, you knew, Without a doubt, that okay. they were going to be great athletes someday, and so I, you know, so I think I think sense. this mostly, mo because I don't, you know, in high school there's even in junior high there's really not a we don't keep score kind of you know at that point. Yeah, I mean, junior so high this is this is just talking about younger kids, but I think there's an age gap there between say six years old and ten or eleven where. They still, um, you know, give everyone a trophy, and and I just I don't agree with that because I think that you need to show children that hard work pays off, and, and that's and it, in an early age. I tell you what, it, I think also it shows them that laziness doesn't pay off. You know, we've shown pigs for a long time, and we've had to, you know, at first. Um, I showed pigs my whole entire life, but as as uh, when when Abby and Emma started showing pigs, they just thought, well, mom and dad bought us some good pigs, 
and we're, you know, they're getting fed, so they'll be good. But what, you know, what I began to try to drive into their head is when they would go in the show pen and get beat, especially in showmanship where, where the hard work actually really pays off, is that I told the girls, they didn't beat you in the show pen, they beat you at home. They beat you before you ever even got here because they worked hard at home and you didn't. They're, you know, a couple times of not doing good at that, maybe at jackpots or before, you know, the big shows, they knew that. Like, they saw that. They knew. They could see the difference because, they, you know, these kids are all out in a pen together and they can see what the other kids are doing. And when they saw that, they went home and they started working harder. They did. Because they didn't like getting beat. And I think that, like, 6 to 10 age is important because... You know, we implement these things when kids are little, so they, you know, they then implement it in themselves and know to work hard and why it's important. And I, I mean, that's that's our personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it, I just think that it it rewards kids. Well, but doing but giving everyone a trophy rewards kids that didn't do the hard work. And it also makes maybe the kids that didn't work hard wonder why they worked so hard. Right. Why do I need... Why, why, why did I work so hard and they didn't and we both got the same trophy? Honestly, having seen that de- that certain debate in a really long time, I don't know if that's because people stop talking about it or just because they just do it all the time and now it's normal. I'm not really sure. But um, Now, if Gracie's on a softball team and you know she's, they're all little six-year-olds that are just trying to learn the game and learn how to play. When and, they're learning. Right. And to give them a trophy, it's the greatest thing in the world. They're so excited; they don't care, you know. That, but I think after that age, it is definitely important to reward the ones that work hard, that that go out and play the game hard and do well. And like you said, that's just preparing you for life, and that that's what life is about. You know, I mean, how many of you out there are sitting there and you're you know, making a ton of money because you never tried. I mean, that just doesn't happen. That's that's not realistic. It's not to be mean to kids. It's just, it's to prepare them. Number 13, sleeping arrangements. Who cares? Well, that one, I agree. Who cares? Do what you want. Who there cares? is a reason why that is, and that's because there have been, you know, Numbers of incidents where a parent maybe sleeps too hard and, you know, they roll over on the baby, things like that. Now, um, Gracie, my third one, she was the only one that really slept with me the long way, longest. And I'm going to go ahead and blame Stoney for that. I needed her. But when she was little, baby, newborn, just brought her home. We tried the bassinet. That wasn't going to work. But we never, when she was newborn, just like laid her in the bed and laid her next to us. No, she was in that. We had a boppy that was like a full one, not like the breastfeeding one. Get to that topic here in a little bit. But just the full one. And so she just nestled right down in it. And it's and that was in between us. There was no way we could have like rolled on top of that and, and something happened. And honestly... And we slept uncomfortable like that for I, very long I time. never slept hard enough to even possibly roll over on her. I, I mean... You know, she was my first baby, even though I've got three daughters. She was my first infant. And I was worried about her whether she was in a bassinet 
I was worried about her whether she was sleeping with me. I was worried about her if she was sleeping in her own room. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> you know, I, uh, I wanted her right there next to us for those first several months. And then once she got big enough and I started, uh, wanting to get laid again stony i actually think you were the one i was the one that said we gotta get she's gotta she's get out gotta of get. i mean there came a point when i knew i felt comfortable and and knew that okay she's she's sleeping good she's sleeping through the night she's safe once i got that fear out of my system but i mean besides that What's better than cuddling a little tiny baby? Like I can tell you what's worse than that would be being a mother that's completely exhausted and finally passing out and then making a horrible mistake. I think that one is definitely, I see both sides of that, but I mean, you do you. Yeah. You know, when April goes out of town to go take pictures or something, I can guarantee you I'm going to have a bed full of girls like Emma and, Emma and Gracie and the stupid dog. The dog. Now the dog is in my bed on my beautiful comforter I just bought not very long ago. And then the other evening we were gone for a little bit and Emma told me the next day that she puked on my comforter. What? Yeah. They washed it. They washed it and dried it. I mean, she said they did. And I don't. There was On no, our bed? Yeah. On my comforter. He let the dog sleep on my side of the bed. <laughs> and there was dog hair everywhere. You ain't rolling over and suffocating that thing, that's for sure. No. She's more likely to suffocate you. What's the next one? Okay, the next one is child leashes. Who cares? I feel like we probably we never had any, but we probably I should wanted have. one. I remember wanting one with Gracie because Gracie was just not scared of people. Now Abby and Emma were more scared of people, so didn't have to worry about Gracie that. Gracie would just go up to anybody and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" I th I honestly think because this became such a hot topic that I that's why I couldn't find them. Like they weren't selling them because I don't know why people cared. Like I remember when I was little and I would fly to Florida to see my aunt. And she had uh, my cousin, Rachel, who's my age, but then she had two little boys. And I specifically remember, I think it was Jeffrey, because he was he would have been the middle one, him being on one, like her having it and using it. And I've seen him like at Disney World and things like that. Like that, to me. That's not a bad idea. Gracie is like, that? likely to run, like, you know, if you're in a big crowd, if you're a, if you go to the state fair, or you go to Disney, or you go somewhere where there are big crowds, there's nothing wrong with having an attachment to your I mean, child. So don't that, put it on their throat. No. Maybe, let's call it a harness. A harness. It is. That is exactly what it is. Who cares? I mean, they don't actually have a collar, right? That's stupid. Just go to the next one. Okay. We. I feel like I didn't plan on us being that opinion, disopinionated, but that's just dumb. Okay. I'm going to have a strong opinion on this one. And I think no, April... No, I don't want you to. No, I'm going to. I'm not going to go into uh, depth. I'm not going to go deep into it, but I am going to say how I feel. Okay. So, so if you get some one-star ratings and we lose some subscribers, you'll know why. But I'm not going to say anything bad about anyone I else. Know. I'm going to say what I feel. But it's like that. And that's okay. Haven't we already established that's that? But I'm saying that those people that get offended think they're right immediately. All right. Go ahead. This is a touchy one, folks. Gender neutrality. 
So, if my baby is born and it has a penis, I'm going to dress it in boys' clothes. If it has a vagina, I'm going to paint her room pink and she's going to wear dresses. Well, I mean, I agree with that. And this, so this is more, uh, this isn't about... Older kids. This isn't, this is about babies. This is not about... I, yeah. Transgender. This isn't. It, uh, this isn't talking about teenagers or adults. This is simply talking about babies. Infants. And some couples decide that they want their children to freely choose their identity, to embrace their true selves, and the only way to do that is to raise them as gender neutral. And I will actually. And I was telling. I told Abby this the other day. This is in my child development class in college. That isn't, it, it doesn't matter. Like a, a child is going to play with whatever they want to play with, regardless of what color you paint their room. So why would you not just embrace what they are and then let them get older and then, and then choose you choosing to do that's just kind of silly. Like you should enjoy that moment. Paint the room blue. They don't care. Paint, paint the room pink. Like if when they're embracing be- their gender, it's not making them embrace it. Children up to the age of five, are going to play boys and girls are going to play with trucks and dirt. And I mean, my kids dolls and boys are going to play with dolls. I mean, that is, that is completely normal for child development and it, it's going to happen regardless of what color you paint the room. So there's no reason why as a parent, you shouldn't embrace what you had. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty simple for me. Now, if later on in life, they come to me and they say, dad, I'm, I need to talk to you about something important. You know, we'll have that talk then. But I don't think that raising a child is neutral when... I just think that's going to cause more... I think that could cause more psychological issues because then I feel like they have no identity. They don't know, you know, that to me would be more troubling. Um, So no to gender neutrality as, as... Young children. Just don't even give them a name either. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just well, we actually remember we actually knew someone that didn't give a name. Talking about the other day when I was asking. No, him. they didn't give him a middle name because they wanted him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. They wanted the girls him, still remember that, and they were little. They wanted him to grow up. I don't. Let's or they wanted him to get to know him better before they gave him a middle name, and um, which I thought was well. At least odd, they gave. At least they gave him first name. Yeah. So, uh, to me, no, that's, I, I think that's that just silly. You, they are the gender they're born, they get older, and something changes, you address that at that time. Yeah, you're not pressing something on a child by dressing them in blue. Okay, number 10. This is one that is surprisingly controversial to a lot of people, uh, but to me, it's just silly. That's breast milk versus formula feeding. We were formula feeders. Our children are healthy. I was a formula but, feeder. So were you, weren't you? Yeah, but I'm talking about yeah, like no. us. We oh, yeah, are, no, I was not. I wasn't. I did not breastfeed. And I know lots of kids that were, because, you know, here comes in the study, you know, breastfed babies are smarter. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that well, when I was some growing smart up, kids. that I had friends that were breastfed and... I don't think they were as smart as I was. <laughs> I don't think that's actually, I think that study needs to be more developed. I don't think that's accurate. 
Um, no, and, and so, but you know, I, I know, I know that there are benefits to breastfeeding. Um, Immune system. Yeah, there there are my kids benefits to that. I would like to. My kids never had earaches. They never had tubes. I don't care if your kid did. I'm just saying because usually that's really against the formula feeding mothers. You know, when we when we uh, were trying to decide where we were going to have Gracie at, what hospital we were going to have Gracie yeah. at, we went to uh, a different hospital because uh, it was a. a Trinity. Well, I mean, it was a Catholic hospital, yeah. so you had to breastfeed. And then if you weren't going to breastfeed, the pediatrician had to come in and write a prescription for formula. So we chose the other hospital. And I also would like to say it's not because, like, oh, I hate breastfeeding. No. No, absolutely not. That comes down to my main thing is you do you. And don't judge somebody else because they don't do what you do or they don't agree with you. But I honestly wasn't comfortable doing it. And... You did try it, right? Like at uh, first? I, yes, with Abby, I did. And then I was like, nope. And it I, didn't work. I, she, it I wasn't she... comfortable. I mean, I think that goes back to um, their, you know, childhood abuse, domestic abuse, things like that. It just, I'm a modest person, very modest, to the point where Stoney gets irritated. Um, so that was, and, and it's just not something that I feel comfortable doing. And I know I'm not the only woman out there that feels that way. But there, there are tons of reasons yeah. why someone also, may choose to feed formula. I liked Sony having to get up in the middle of the night and feed. So That too, because my nipples don't work. I mean, they work as far as... What, being there? Being there, because that's all they're supposed to do. So I won't look weird in a, without a shirt on. But, um, yeah, that way I could get up and... Throw a bottle together and, and help out. Now, I know you can bottle breast milk and freeze it and that's pump it and all that they stuff. They even judge each other for that. That one, you know, that's that's one of my big ones on you do you I just, and let everybody I, else do I just think want. that's a total personal preference. And if someone doesn't do it the way you do, it doesn't matter. Formula is, is very advanced these days. And it has all the, nutri all the nutrients and everything that they need. I understand breastfeeding does have its benefits, but we just didn't. And, and I, I don't think that, that someone should be judged on that. I don't think you should be judged if you breastfeed, and I don't think you should be judged if you bottle feed. Let everybody do what they want. There you go. Next. Number nine, medicating for illnesses. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, I, you know, you hear about these crazy stories of, of people not giving medications for for religious reasons, you know, they try to fix their child's cancer holistically, or oh or yeah, that's you know, seen. pray over them. And but I, you should I, pray over them. I'm a religious person, and I believe you should pray over them. But I also believe that God made doctors, doctors made medicine, and that medicine is good for your children. I think that that is more talking about like. A like ADHD yes. stuff, stuff like. Or, yes. And I will say, when I was younger, um, I wasn't super crazy about that idea. Um, I, but I remember when I had my daycare, um, I had kids. Uh, and I, I'm a, anybody that knows me knows, I only have about two or three things that I'm judgmental on. But everything else is free reign because life is hard and people make mistakes. And um, I don't think any people should judge each other. 
Um, but I do know I had kids, like if they had ran their prescription ran out or whatever, like I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like huge difference, you know? Um, but as my kids have gotten older, um, and times have changed, I do know why they say not to. I do know that there are risks that can be involved with kids taking medication at a young age or, or things like that. But I think that there are times when it's needed and well, it, it benefits the child a whole, a whole it, lot. And exactly. you, you just have to weigh that out for you personally. If, you know, you think this outweighs that and, you know, that works for your family. If it's something you choose not to do towards the ADHD or whatever else, um, don't do it. Just, you know, if you but if you're, that, you know, I think kids, if, if your child is struggling in school, if they're having a hard time in school and they're in your, you know, teacher who cares about your child discusses it with you and says, you know, she has a really hard time focusing or, or he has a really hard time staying focused and, and you try some medicine and it does help them in their schoolwork and it does help them in social environments and things like that, and then, the side effects then why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you be okay with that? I'm not saying to just, if a kid is a brat and likes him because he likes to get his way all the time that you just throw some medicine at him. So no, that that's a parenting problem. That's a totally different issue. Um, but I think that there are situations you know, I take medications for anxiety and uh, depression PTSD. and PTSD, and I need these things to help my brain to function so that I can get through a day um, and be productive. And there the argument would be that our brains are fully developed and a child's isn't for the right. naysayers, but that goes back to you do what's comfortable for your family and be okay with that. And these people that don't choose to do the same as you, don't judge them. And and don't immediately, you know, I remember maybe back in the 90s, early 2000s, and I didn't have children at this time. I just remember it being a topic is that, you know, Ritalin was the only medicine yeah. that, they, that they gave to, to kids with ADD or ADHD. And it, Ritalin got a real bad reputation. There are a lot of other medicines besides Ritalin out there today that are that are available for kids that are geared for different kids and can, you know th that work differently. And I think people nowadays too say, well, you know, and, and maybe this is the case. I don't know, but you know, they're just you know they're not treating the problem. They're just you know throwing some medicine at a kid and just not making them behave. And I believe that probably is a, a lot true in some cases. But you need to remember that there are a lot of cases where a parent does a lot of research and they do, you know, they watch their kids, they're very attentive, and they know what's best for their child. And when you see a child with medicine and without medicine and see the huge improvements that that medicine gives the child, and, you know, for the most part, no negative side effects... It, but it helps them, then what's the problem? And I mean, truly, a, a child that has ADD or ADHD, I mean, you know, and this is personal, and this is personal because this Obviously, is the two of us are talking about this because it's something we actually know a little bit about. And, and I'm not um, a mom that would just throw pills at my kid. I mean, you know, we've had trials and, and errors, but um, 
And for the record, I'm as ADHD as they come. Um, I mean, really, everybody in this house is <laughs> I mean, to some degree. I, you know, this is something we do know about. And uh, if it helps you to do better in school, to do better at your job, to act better, to be nicer, to, you know. I remember what I was going to say now. A, a child that truly has ADHD or ADD, um, their little brain is just scrambling. And, you know, like they just, they can't focus. And that causes turmoil, you know, and that causes frustration. And then frustration, you know, usually leads to anxiety. So those are things to take into consideration too. You know, if those things aren't treated at a certain age, then, you know, those things spiral into other things, just like my what I said on our last podcast, you know, everything from childhood it carries over and you know, you don't want your kid to be just like just completely their brain just bounce like a ping pong ball bouncing around in there. They need to be able to focus like you do. And um, again, if you, if that's something you choose not to do, that's fine. Um, just do everybody stay in your own corners and don't throw, you know, don't, don't throw. Don't throw yeah. And I'm not saying throw handfuls of pills at kids. No. I'm just saying that there are instances where, a small bit of medication can make a major difference in someone's life. And so we are for medicating when needed. If you're not, okay. okie doke. That's We're just, not judging you. That's just fine. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Smacking. Spanking. That's a stupid word. Why well, say smacking? Smacking well, sounds so much abusive. worse. But smacking's abusive. Smacking seems like, you know, a, a punch to the face. A slap, or... you know, an open hand slap to the mouth. Um, which, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Spanking versus peaceful parenting. Um, this one, I, I know there's a lot of people on my page that have you know, had discussions within, you know, if I make a post, a lot of times the post takes life. You know, I, I quit commenting or I may not comment at all and just let you guys run with it. And it's something that a lot of you um, are passionate about. And, and I think it's a, it's a reasonable. Who wins uh, out on those? Which, which one? Um, I don't know who I really, I don't know. Um, you know, we, do and uh, we do spank when necessary. I think there is a certainly a fine line between <laughs> spanking and, and abusing a child. Uh, we don't. I mean, if, I mean, if, we if, don't if, hit if, them with. It's very rare. I, I I can say personally, like going from my first child to my last child, uh, Abby probably got spanked way more than the other ones did. But I can say, like, if you if you take that that uh, the spanking part, and you're like, you know, we discipline our child that way. Some kids that works. Some kids that does not work. Yeah, I think each each kid is individual, yes. and um, the way that you um, the way that you uh, what's the word I'm looking for discipline discipline them is based um, on each, is individual to that child. And I was a child that needed spanked a lot and I got it and it didn't, it didn't hurt my self-confidence. It didn't um, hurt my self-esteem. 
didn't, didn't make you as an, ruin you as an adult? No, it didn't make me feel that my parents didn't love me. As a matter of fact, I knew without a doubt my parents loved me. But I think that and it didn't make you an abuser when you grew up. No, right. And I think that there is a right way and a wrong way to do this. And for, I, I do too because I think that um, I was spanked as a child, and uh, I can attest that I think. I definitely needed it. I've apologized to my mother so many times now as a parent, like, Oh my God, I don't know how you raised me. Now I have three of me, um, that was needed, but I can also tell times that I think was maybe too much. And there were things that, you know, I experienced as a kid that I thought, you know, and I'm not throwing any shade at, uh, my parents or my mom in, in any way, you know, I think people do what they're able to do, but I know that, from that, there were things that I thought, when I get older, this is something I'll never do because there. I think there is a part where it's too much, and still feeling that way, I, you know, I chose when when needed, and I thought my child needed spanking. They got it, um, but you know, like Emma was one of those kids when she was little. If you spanked her, she could care less. So, and obviously, I've never, you know, I don't <laughs> because the girls were older when I came along. Yeah, you know, your discipline you know, just like that reigns over Gracie. Yeah, if it happens, um, you know I haven't spanked Abby or Emma, but I think that you know a child responds in different ways, and with Gracie and and I and I've um, I think you know, and this is going to be sound kind of odd, but having trained animals almost all my life, like training a horse. You know, there are times you discipline them, but you also, dog. yeah, dog, anything, you discipline them, but you Which also... we are totally not comparing our children to dogs no, or but, animals. Nobody run with that over, all over the internet. Way to go. Yeah. Um, you know, but having done that, I know that, you know, discipline is necessary, but so is being loving and kind. And, you know, if I do... And I don't often, but if I do feel the need to swat Gracie on the bottom, nine, I mean, I'm too soft-hearted anyways. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll give it a few minutes, and then I'll go back in there and talk with her about why I did it, and that it hurt my heart, and that it makes me sad, and that, uh, you know, we understand what, how she was acting and why she was acting the way she acted. I may get a lot of hate for this, and I hope not. But but I, 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 we're not talking about child abuse. We're not talking about any. I didn't make her go. No, because that cut would, a switch. That or, would fall into one of my uh, judgmental categories. Yeah, I didn't make her go cut a switch off a tree or or you know beat her with a, a belt or anything like that. But I think that. Uh, and I did when I was a kid, just FYI. Me too. But, um, you know, it gets her attention. It makes her understand that she acted wrong. And like I and said, it goes back to each kid too. You know, some kids react better to timeout. Emma always, that made her way more mad than, you know, than spanking or, or whatever. Um, it depends a lot on, on the kid, you know, and your kids just need to know that you love them and, you know, there's a lot of people out there. If that peaceful parenting works for you, that's cool. But you also need to think about if you go somewhere and your kid acts like a holy terror, maybe you should rethink 
follow that. Yeah, if your peaceful parenting is working, then sweet, I, excellent. Um, I would, but I don't like that comparison though, because it makes it sound like that spanking. We are also peaceful parents. Like yeah, we're I think good the people that wrote these lists was just stupid. I, I think that you we're peaceful parents. We're loving parents. We're adoring parents. Um, you know, so I, I think that's think a bad to... comparison of words. It is. We can go to the next one. I don't think you know we don't need to defend it. That's just number seven. I didn't even know this was a problem. Giving solids to your baby. Oh, it is. Why? Because I've I've known lots of people that they don't until they're like twelve months. Like you're supposed to feed. You mean one year, baby? <laughs> you're supposed to feed. You know, I know lots of I've known lots of people they their kids have never had solids. Actually, when we're talking solids, are we talking baby food? No, they'll eat baby food, but they don't go out of those baby food jars. Like they don't feed them table food. Because I've had the reason that I know this is because I've I've done so many smash cakes at the that one year celebration, and my first question is, has your baby eaten solid foods? Because if your baby hasn't, eaten, just a heads up for everybody, if you're gonna do a smash cake on their first birthday and your child has never eaten solid foods, and you go to give them cake, they're gonna hate it. And I and I always after a little while of that I started prepping people ahead of time like get they have to taste it they have to try it like i mean unless you want them just to be grossed out the whole time and you're okay with that that's you know i mean i i've had lots of those and they're kind of funny you know because the kids are freaked out by it knox think it's being freaked out is funny but you know it's, it's funny when babies try something new it is kind of funny when they look at that cake like it's some foreign i mean you've thing. seen yeah some that i've done you know because i remember like at my little cousin's birthday party and he just absolutely demolished the entire cake. He had cake all over everything. I would actually say and, it's more rare. And I tell people. And the times I've seen April do it, like they're almost, it's icky to touch. Yeah, they too. don't, you, that's something they, they don't like the texture on that, that feeling of that icing on their hands that they really don't like that. It kind of freaks them out. Um, and I would say more times than not, they don't like the cake. They don't want to eat it. So I would say that that probably is more controversial than you think. And lots of people do follow that. I did not. All of my kids ate table food before they were a year old. Skip to the next one. Don't judge people if they do it either way. Who cares? I mean, as long as it's like not something that they're going to choke to death on or something. No steak or anything. <laughs> All right. This one. I know some people have done it. And so... <laughs> I don't know. I can't see the title, but I can see the picture over there. So it, I just rule. Extended just, breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. At some point, you got to pop your titty out of their mouth. That, you should not have said that. I feel like I'm going to have to edit that. No, you're not. You leave that in there. That was straight Stoney's brain to, I mean, come on, folks. There is a point where you got to quit breastfeeding your kid, right? Yeah. I don't want to talk about this one. I think we just, if you want to do it, go ahead. If you don't, no. But we also are, we're right. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being the, the guy who no, thinks breastfeeding in public is inappropriate uh, at all. This is talking about when this kids is like, like two or three or four, those people, five. Because isn't that on grownups too? That same kid that's 48 yeah. months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's hungry. And, and he looks at Selma Hayek and he says, I want some of her milk. Yeah, yeah. That's 
I, I am a Salma Hayek fan. Just what does that mean? For you the record, made you thirsty. <laughs> That's so if you have extended breastfeeding, that's that's, that's cool. Just that's don't okay. do it in public. People probably think it's weird. Go to the next one. Quit bossing me. That's all I do. I know. I'm very aware. Used to it. Number five, baby wearing. Who cares? Why is why, that controversial? Why, I don't understand. I read that earlier when I sent you the list. That's just stupid. That's like where you wear those things and you strap the baby on. But I think because like maybe we're old. I think um, it's an attachment thing, and at least because I watched the affair on Showtime, she said something about attachment period, and she wears one of those, so I don't know if that's maybe what that's about, but who cares? Why do you care if somebody wants to strap a baby on? I mean, I wish I would have had one of those. I'd have carried yeah, Casey around I mean, I would have totally done it. It says, baby wearing has become a huge sensation in North America, but has always been a common occurrence in most other corners of the globe. There are different ways to baby wear and different gadgets out there that can help you wear your baby. I think they just were like needing to come up with something to make this list like 17. And so they just threw that in there. That's stupid. I so the, it says one reason people may find baby wearing upsetting is the age of children being worn by their parents. Why? It's not their bad. I mean, they're not. Having if, if you want to wear your five-year-old kid, <laughs> I guess that's up to you. Uh, if I could wear one Gracie on my back, and I'd do it because I could get things done a whole lot faster. Well, let me tell you what I, I would not need, be able to do right now, and that would not be able to wear wear Gracie right I'd now. I'd be shamed because if I didn't do that, I'd just throw a harness on her. I'd do a good job of carrying my own self around, much less having to carry her 50-pound body around. What's next? These people are ridiculous. <laughs> Number four, rice cereal versus oatmeal <laughs> cereal. Oh, Did not know that was controversial. Who cares? Some parents think rice cereal contains no nutritional value, going so far as to say they're toxic and overprocessed. Rice can be used as a filler. While it's okay to skip cereals altogether, at one point they were considered an essential part of feeding and who cares? Oh, I, I if your baby's getting nutrition, if your baby's being taken, let me tell you something. I remember if your baby's got big fat cheeks, that's okay. If your baby don't have big fat cheeks, but you feed it all the time, that's okay. I mean, it, as long as your baby's cared for. You and, start with one or the other, and I guess that's where that comes from. And um, I would just say people shame me too, because I also fed that to my babies through a bottle, and I fed it to them before I was supposed to. I had hungry, hungry babies. Yeah, we put cereal in Gracie's Yeah, bottle. I don't, yeah, so whatever. Quit pushing. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, whatever. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you do it and your baby's hungry, do it. It's not, I mean. Number three, this is, um, this is a, this is a good one. Electronics for kids. Giving your child an iPad or another electronic gadget might be met with some eye rolls as some parents think about the cost of the device and how long it will last before it's broken. Well, I think that's a stupid reason, actually, to, for it to be controversial. I assumed it was going to be because uh, you're just pushing electronics off on your kids and not, you know, watching them, quote unquote. Or like letting them learn. Uh, Gracie has an iPhone. It's an old iPhone that we have had for years that cost us absolutely nothing at this point. It doesn't have a, a data plan. She just uses it on the Wi-Fi, 
and she has had it for probably two plus years Never and has it. not broken it once. In the meantime, Emma Emma can break one every Emma 10 days. has never had an electronic. She hasn't broken. Not one. I mean, I mean we love her. She have, you seen that, have you seen that commercial where I think it's Bill Hader is trying to scroll up his screen and the screen's all broken and it cuts his fingers when he's trying. <laughs> That's what Emma's phone is like 100% of the time. Like, you give her a new phone, and you can rest assured. I think I know what the next topic is, which plays right into what you just said. Spoil <laughs> spoiling your kids. Because she's still got, we gave her, you know, she's had a different one. Do we spoil them? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we do. I mean, we do. Um, I mean, not lavishly. If you were to ask... I mean, they don't have Louis Vuitton purses or anything. They don't bring new cars. Like, if you were to ask them, they'd say no. But, I mean, we do, and, and it's something that April and I have had many discussions on, you know, is do we spoil them too much? Do we give them too much? You I don't know, think it's giving too much. I think our spoiling would be more like just not being maybe as strict or as, you know, consistent as we should be. But I have read this before, and, and um, you know, now the big thing is like, you know, doing too much at Christmas and only doing these certain things, you know, and... We usually do a big Christmas, but I do that because I think I don't do that a lot during the year. I don't. I don't go out and just you. Buy them you aggravate me a lot at Christmas. Last year, our Christmas was supposed to be the whole family to go to Las Vegas. That was supposed. To, that was, that was the agreement. That was the agreement for the big girls. We're not going to buy presents. We're going to spend all our money, all our Christmas all money. money and go to the NFR in December, which is right before, just a, a week before Christmas. And so that's what we did. And then April came home and bought them all presents. So I would say, yes, that is spoiling, because that was not the intended uh, way that was supposed to go down. I remember but my she grandma, just couldn't bear for her little babies not to have presents I remember presents my grandma on telling me one time that clothes didn't count as Christmas presents. She's like, because you're supposed to buy that th form through the That office. is crazy. But Sorry, I, Grandma, but she, she clothes do count as Christmas presents well, when I, they cost a fortune. But they didn't used to. So I think that was the difference in that. And that's all they want. Yeah, but, but, but because, you know, I buy them, you know, during the seasons, different stuff or whatever. But I would say, I don't go out and buy all of them. You buy clothes all the time. I Everything I buy is on sale. I don't care. You clearance. still buy clothes all the time. That's a lot. Like we have Amazon boxes show up every with, day. It is never with clothes. Most of the time it has clothes it in it. It does not. That's, you're not Look, telling the truth. this has caused us a controversy. I just hit my microphone. Go to the next one. You're not telling the truth. We... I think. Oh my gosh! I want to pull my Amazon order up list right now and read off like the last four things were for you. Stop talking right now. No, I'm you know spoiling your kids. He doesn't it, want me to read my order. No, list. I want to be able to finish my thought. Spoiling your kids obviously can have negative effects very clearly. I think that there is a fine line between showing your kids, giving your kids the things they need, and you know we are able. Uh, to provide them with things that they want. And July 17th was the last time I bought clothes, and that was when we were on vacation. Go ahead. And so I think that, you know, it is, there's a fine line there 
you want to be able to <clears throat> excuse me show your kids that you love them and that you know look I got you this I bought you this guitar you know I've done I did that just recently with a baby Taylor guitar I bought for Emma I found it it was a good deal and I thought that she would like it and it might be easier for her to learn on did I have to do that no I've got dozens of guitars hanging around here oh, but but i bought that for her because i thought it you know it, and she hasn't well, played it, was it sweet. at all and it means a lot but it dad. but it does mean a lot to them so do i consider that spoiling i don't think so i think there are probably some aspects where we probably are guilty of it but you know we don't like you know abby works emma Obviously goes to school. She has pigs. She does babysit she, some of our friends. She babysits. You know, we don't just give and give and give and not make the kids work. <clears throat> we make, you know, we make sure that they have responsibilities and that they understand that when we do buy something, that it's something that I've worked for, that April has worked for. You know, money isn't free. They understand that. And we try to show them the value of, of money and of a dollar. And it's funny how quickly they learn that when they get, say, to Abby's age. And they start realizing how much a tank of gas is, how much new tires for your car are, um, you know, insurance. And when they have to start paying for things themselves, they realize real quickly that uh, money isn't really easy to come by. So, if you spoil your kids, okay, just make sure that they don't turn out to be entitled. Brats. Entitled, yeah, that's good. One. I think that's something we all have to yearn for with our kids nowadays. And number one, this one is important to us. It's not important to some; it's important to us. Raising not, not important to you. You do you. Raising religious children. Now. There are thousands of religions, and, you know, I'm not frowning on any of them. If you're, Cat, if you're Catholic or Pentecostal or Baptist or Muslim or um, Buddhist. Buddhist or, you know, any, if you are a religious person. If and you you're, worship Satan, we don't like that. No, I'm not, not a big fan of that, but. Um, Other than that. But we do, you know, we we try to instill, I think, you know, and, and... Our parents did a fantastic job. That's one thing we can say with both of sets of our parents, that we feel like they was something that they did great for us. And it's something that as adults we've had to lean on. And for me personally, I know that um, that God, for me, God's always there. Like that, that yeah, it's been. it's a it's something that you have when you feel like you have nothing else, right? Um, you know that that's and we have been to that point in the last couple of years. We've had those days where we felt like the only thing we had was our faith in God, and so we try to instill that in our kids because we want them to be adults, and if they ever. When they do, not if they ever, when they do. When they reach a point where they're struggling and they don't feel like they have anything else, of course, they'll always have us, but, you know, they can lean on, on God. And that, I think, too, religion, most 
religions all teach kindness and peace and goodness, and towards, goodness others. towards others. Good morals. And I think that if any, you know, it teaches them above all just to be good and kind people. That being and, said, I have a very good friend that isn't religious, and she's one of the kindest people I know. And she's a child that is super kind. Yeah. And actually, um, I, she had had a Facebook post a few months ago about uh, a, another, this little girl. She's she's in second grade. So the little girl was told by her mother not to play with her because they weren't religious. And it broke my heart because that little girl, my friend's little girl and my friend, they're I love them. They're wonderful people. Like, they're the, really good people. Just give me goosebumps talking about it. So, that goes to you, do you. That's That would be my biggest one. Um, we choose. We, we choose to, preference. because we were raised that way. And it's it worked out. Us. It worked out pretty well in our favor. And it kept us going whenever we didn't feel like we could. And so, we want to instill in all of the girls that you know that they always have uh someone to lean on and and that god is always with them gracie won't go to bed at night without what i praying no she won't i mean praying is absolutely that's something that we've instilled in her but now it's habit now she refuses but you know i think that the you know if you know anything about religion if you know anything about Jesus it's that he tells us not to judge others Absolutely. and and not to to love your neighbor and, and not to to be kind to everyone he didn't say be kind to other christians be kind to other religious people he said be kind to everyone and so um you know i think we try and to that do is, our that very is best. So far off in like in the world today, I feel like. Oh, and, there's you know, so much which goes back hostility. To, which goes back to this list and like, you know, everybody being so judgmental. And I mean, that's why I don't get on Facebook a lot, because I don't want like who cares? Like why who and if you see something that offends you or you don't agree with, why who why do you feel the need to go argue? Like just scroll past it and keep going. Or just don't look. Like, and, and that friend that she was talking about earlier is, like she said, she's a great person and she's a kind person and um, and is good to us. And, and we don't and, judge her. And we have had, she's cool in the way that we can have a conversation about, you know, how did you... How she believes and how we believe. How she believes, how, you know, and, and why she believes the way she believes and why we believe the way we believe. And that's a conversation that should be able to be had without there being hostility or uh, negativity. You know, you should be able to say, I believe this. And that person should be able to say, well, I respect that, but I believe like this. And so that's what we choose to do. We We choose to raise our children with religion and with, um, you know, a knowledge of, belief that we think that there is a God above and Jesus died for our sins. And and I guess going back to that list, and if you are a Christian, you need to take one of those 10 commandments and love thy neighbor and not judge them. Yeah. I, I think number one clears out the previous 16. Absolutely. Uh, the judgment part of that. We don't, we don't need to judge others. We need to love them, be kind to them, help them when they need to be helped 
And don't judge people. You never know their situation. Never. You never know what they might be going through at home. And, and I'll admit that sometimes. But whether or not they feed formula or breast milk should be the least of your worries. And, you know, I, in my opinion, they left out some of the most controversial things on this list that I personally have posted about, and I'm not going to mention okay. them here. I was like, please, but, Lord, don't let him. But I think that this list did point out some, but I think that most of these are just, they're non-issues. Who cares? If that's how you choose to parent, then rock on, Mom and Dad. You're doing great. If your kids are happy, if they're healthy, if they know that you love them, then you're doing a good job. Good job, Mom and Dad. So... Or mom and mom, or dad and dad. That's right. However the family dynamic may be. Or just mom, or just dad, or grandma, or grandpa, or aunt and uncle. I mean, we never know. And, and uh, you know, everybody's got a different background. Everybody's got a different story. And not everybody does things the same way. But uh, all we're all trying to do is raise good human beings. And respect each other for their own opinions. Don't attack them. That's right. And with that being said... That's it for today, and thank you for everybody that's subscribing, and thank you for the reviews. Somebody did leave a review that said he was the fireman um, at the scene of Stoney's wreck, I would, but he didn't have like an actual name. I'd really like to know who you are because you're pretty important to us. You're a, you are a uh, someone that I re remember and think about every day, and uh, we would love to know who you are. I would be thrilled. To talk to you and um, kind of let you know. Or maybe like even you meet could, up with you, you when we come to Thailand. You could email me at thedaddydiaries at yahoo.com yeah. if you'd like. And uh, I would really love to know who you are because, um, I mean, there's no way you mean around lot. it. You mean a lot um, to this family. We have lots, you know, we're over a thousand listeners. You know, we think like we average over 2,000. And we have like 300 and some reviews, and we're so thankful to everybody that's uh, that has taken time to leave those reviews. Um, but if you are listening and you haven't left a review, my ask today is that you please leave a review. Um, those matter for our Did podcast. Did you say my ask? My ask for you. Okay. I didn't say I what didn't, you think I, I said. I didn't hear the K very well, and uh, I thought, okay, yeah, no, not that. <laughs> Man, this took a weird turn. No, please leave a review. Um, it is greatly appreciated. It means a lot to us. And it also knows that we're also knows it makes us know that we're being heard and you know, that our topics matter. We love reading them. We love knowing what you guys enjoyed and they range from topic to topic. And that is fantastic. Um, and also we have our Patreon page. And if you go to the daddydiaries.net and hit the podcast, you will see the link for that there. Um, you know, we're sending out some daddy diary stuff and all kinds of great things. So if you have time, uh, hop over there and do that, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.